Boy, the way the Bee Gees played. Movies John Travolta made. Guessing how much Elvis weighed. Those, Those were, were the, the days. And you knew where you were then. Watching shows like Gentle Ben. Mr. We, we could, could use a man, man like Sheriff Lobo again. Disco Duck and Fleetwood Mac. Coming out of my A-track. Michael Jackson, Jackson still was black. black. Those were the days. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review episode three of season nine. I believe it's called Lisa Sacks. I am Dando. I am Mitch. You're in the studio. I am. I've, uh, it's been quite a while since I've paid you, graced you a visit with my presence. I was, I was trying to uh, work out how long it's been. It's a good three to six months. Mm. I reckon maybe twice since Elliot's been born. I no, no, maybe more than that. What it was is towards the tail end of 2018, I'd let myself go a little bit and getting through doorways was difficult and... Post-Christmas, I've hit the footpath a, a few times and shed a few kilos, and I can now comfortably slot myself back into the studio. I did hear you were working from home. Is that why? Yeah. Uh, the moo-moo is great. That's that's one <laughs> aspect of the lifestyle that I really have enjoyed. How's the drinking bird going, though? Drinking bird... Did you ever leave him in charge? No, uh, he didn't make it through probation. <laughs> <laughs> Found that he wasn't fitting in with the didn't team culture. The interview process. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, how have you been anyway? Real bad in a shout, the drinking bird. Yeah, never get him out of his own glass. <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like I haven't seen you for a long time. Yeah, like it's just it's just it's just weird having but you. But I here. still talk to you every week. Yeah, I know. And to be honest, even when I'm in the studio, I'm spending most of my time looking down at my notes or at my phone. So the fact that you're even here, it almost doesn't register to me. You're just a voice. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I went back and watched um, on YouTube our clip of when we did Mr. Plough, mm. and it was actually we filmed it and we put it on YouTube. And I just thought, just the the oh, the, that's right. Yeah, you had it in your GoPro, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. widescreen thing. I yep. actually bought a new camera for a, with a 4K camera. For us I saw that things. because there's nothing that needs 4K and slow motion capabilities like two guys sitting on a couch <laughs> talking about TV from 20 years ago. <laughs> now, when we uh, when we do our trivia and stuff, we can live stream with yeah. it and whatnot. Maybe I'll take it down to the driving range. Yeah, why <laughs> not? Work on my swing. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I um I just I just think the uh the chemistry is much better when we're both in the room together because otherwise, well, the, you do have more Bunsen burners here than I have at home. And yeah, that would probably be why. That is true. Yeah, I was terrible at chemistry at school though. I uh I feel like when we're on Skype, there's occasionally times where it might cut out. And I've got to try and guess what you're saying and vice mm. versa. And when I'm going back in editing, I can tell usually those... something racist. Yes, <laughs> so it's good that it cuts out. That's okay. that's actually me hitting the dump button. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Indy. Yeah. <laughs> Indy just looking at me through a glass booth, just shaking her head. <laughs> nope. Nope. Can't say that about minorities. Oh, man. Nope. Anyway. Can't say that about Republicans. People get upset. Uh, people do not like political talking podcasts, do they? They don't even like saying... Like, if I mention the word Republican, I can... I've done it twice now, and I can guarantee that I will get an email going, yeah, Stop talking politics! Stop went, acknowledging the existence of a thing in, that drives the world. I went and, um, went through our reviews on iTunes last night, actually. Oh, yeah. Lots of nice reviews. Got a couple of shit ones. 
um, complaining that we talk too much about Patreon, which I, I, I guess we do. Oh, um, and there was well, there was another one saying just gotta let people know what's there. An, another one saying that um, they've hit the shit period of the um, of the episodes now, so I can only assume that the show's going to get shit. I'm going to stop listening. I'm like, ah, oh. you've made an assumption <laughs> and given us a one star review. Wait, you've gave <laughs> you gave us one star because you don't like that the show turned bad because the show Simpsons he feels it turns shit now. The sh- our podcast is going to get shit. One star. Maniac. <laughs> what sort of? You got to give it to him though, or or her, whoever did it. Yeah. Um, what a character. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I guess that's when you, there's an intrinsic link when you're doing a, sh- a podcast about a show. That if people stop enjoying that show, they're not going to listen. Rarely are they going to listen to the podcast anymore. Hmm. Let's hope that doesn't happen either. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but hey, we are launching a bunch of side projects for 2019, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping an ever watchful eye on those download numbers. But if you are, if you do happen to like the show, which I'm assuming you may or may not like, if you're listening to it, please leave us a, a review on, on iTunes. You don't have to give us five stars. Just leave us a positive review. I'd don't love, give us one. No, please not. Just I'd rather give us nothing than one. I love to read through what you guys have to say. I, I do take your feedback. Um, I do take it strongly. I do try and pay attention to what the people want. And then I try and pl- uh, apply it to the show. Mitch doesn't listen and it goes nowhere further past that. But I do like to read your reviews. <laughs> I'm an so please, so please continue to do it on iTunes. Send us a, a review and five stars if you do appreciate the show. But speaking of iTunes... I, I will say, go, if okay. we got 60 reviews in the space of a month and they all said the same thing, I'd take it on board. I'm not going to change based on one. That- Minorities are the most important thing. Don't forget. Especially when it comes to podcast listeners. No. <laughs> anyway, but the reason I brought up you iTunes... You change every week. You go nuts if you start doing that. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. the reason you brought it up... Um, I just, uh, what's it called when you want to put a new podcast on iTunes? Submit. I just submitted the Tales of Futurama. Excellent. Onto uh, iTunes. So I'm assuming by the time people are listening to this, it is on the iTunes store. So, Are there wh- any other Futurama podcasts? There's about three or four. Okay. Yeah. There's, um, there's a Back to the Futurama, which I thought was a good name. Yep. Um, there's a couple, a couple of others. One it's the of most them. obvious one. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of others. But um, yeah, so Tales of Futurama, like you guys will be well aware, is something we did on Patreon. And we're now offering it for free. But what we're going to do is we're starting season two on Patreon. So the free feed will always be a season behind. So if you just want yep. to hear the whole season one right now and be up to date to season two. Yeah. So we're going to drop an episode every couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the plan. Because there's, we've got to make sure that they catch up too quickly. Yeah, there's exactly. less episodes in season one than season two. you sit two. around for three months with nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. But we're, we're doing... We might drop some ones in between now and yeah. then, like a top ten or something. But like if that. you are listening to this and you've never been a Patreon subscriber and you hear that and you go, oh, that's good. I want to hear the entire season of that jump on Patreon even if you only do it for a month you can get it and then go away and then wait for the second season to come out and then go again I'd prefer it if you don't I'd rather constant subscribers but you know I'm a realist yeah I was speaking to our Billy West management today and they are happy to have Billy back on the show for Tales of Futurama good because I miss talking to Billy yes when he was around the first time yeah so he's up for another chat so I'm looking forward to that that is going to be a Tales of Futurama exclusive excellent yes and what's the other side project we're doing oh Seinfeld Seinfeld at some point in 2019 yeah. talking Seinfeld it's coming Mm. Stay tuned. Whenever I try to do the Seinfeld theme, I end up sounding like Postman Pat. <laughs> That's basically like my cat. <laughs> great theme song. Nineties ABC shows, great theme tunes. Yeah. What yeah? Play School, Postman Pat, Fireman Sam. I can't remember Fireman Sam actually. If you uh, if you're something on call, Fireman Sam, you yeah. cannot ignore. Bananas and pajamas. Sam is the hero next door. 
yeah. Um, naughty, naughty. <laughs> da, 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 da. This is something about his uh, little yellow car. Thomas the Tank. I heard something very funny about Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. So, have you seen the trailer for Yesterday? Being the Beatles fan that you are. No, I did okay. not even know this existed. Uh, so it's written by Richard Curtis of Four Weddings mm-hmm. and Funeral Fame and directed by Danny Boyle. So really good talent oh, behind the lens here. What is a biography on this? No, no, no. The concept is a guy has a coma and wakes up and he is the only person that knows anything about the Beatles. So Set in modern times. Set in modern times. No one has ever heard the Beatles before. So he starts playing Beatles songs and everyone is like, you're a genius. And he becomes a major oh, I think that he made it. Yes. Okay. One of the questions was, well, hang on, who's, who narrates Thomas the Tank Engine in this world? <laughs> the Beatles have never existed. <laughs> I did see a thing that's been floating around on social media this week that a group of kids apparently claimed that they went, they skipped school that day, the Beatles sang on the roof, and they and they saw Ringo walking down the street as they were driving past, and he took a photo of them. And apparently no one ever believed them that that happened. And then Ringo published a book recently, and the photo of them is in the book. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. So it's a little, like, little cool thing. They, what they There's did, a truant officer calling them up. Yeah, is that guy from the uh, unfortunately sexually abusive principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, yeah. Basically, he calls lie. I've got you. I finally got the evidence. <laughs> I knew you'd slip up sometime, Simpson. What? What slip up? You'd, t- you'd been telling you for seventy yeah. years. <laughs> That's racist. You can't do that. I was quoting oh, Harry Shearer, who is white. Harry <laughs> Shearer. You mean Hank Azaria? Hank Azaria, who is white. <laughs> racist. <laughs> Lisa Sachs. Let's get into it. I, I really enjoy this one. It's a really... I forget this because you think of the uh, the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. This one rarely comes up. It's a really good flashback because what it does is it's not just a Lisa story. It's a good origin story for Bart too. Mm. It shows that Bart wasn't always naughty and I like that. I like that it was more like the system ruined Bart because he got treated like shit by the teachers at school in this story. He did. and For no reason. Well, they make quick assessments. Like he, they, he, didn't, they spotted he didn't do anything. Pretty well. He wasn't rude. He was trying. No, he just wasn't very smart. Yeah. And they wrote him off very, very not, quickly. Not, not good at all. I did really enjoy that sort of origin story to Bart being a bit naughty. Was yeah. an interesting thing that I'd, I'd semi-forgotten about. Like, as in watching it, this is actually an episode that I remember quite well when I was in the moment. But if you told me at the... If you said at the start, tell me everything that happens in Lisa Sachs, I probably would have forgotten those moments about Bart being in there. So, it was... It's almost like Bart Begins. Yeah. You, you go back and see a young, you know... Fresh face Bart Simpson skipping off to school. School will be fun, all that sort of stuff. How good is that scene? It was cool, yeah. yeah. And it was it was an interesting thing that I wanted to get into maybe throughout the actual review of just those sorts of moments where school can be one of the more daunting experiences that I think um, y- you tend to forget when you're older, which is actually a re- the writers do a really good job of being able to put themselves and put the viewer back in the... F- back in the feet of a five-year-old at school for the first time because I think you go, you grow and you have adult real-world battles and you forget that school ever felt like anything important to you. Um, but it does, like in that moment, that's all you've ever experienced. So everything that goes wrong at school is like everything that could ever possibly go wrong in your life. Yeah, I remember uh, Nicola's uh, cousin, she's about 16 now. She's just entering year 11. I remember my advice to her was just like, it's not important you know, just try, but don't let them trick you into thinking that this is the be-all and end-all. If you don't do well and you try, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You will still achieve something. You could start a podcast for yes, free. Yes, exactly right. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you don't do well. Don't stress out too much because there's too many kids out there that just feel like school is life. If you don't do well at school, it's the mm. worst thing ever. Yeah. And, I mean, look, if you want to be a doctor, yes, 
stress. I get that. <laughs> and yeah. make sure you work hard. But yeah. yeah, it's not everything. No, no, no. You know, I don't know what my enter score was. I got 87. That's that's a very solid result. Well yeah, done. Not bad. I, I legitimately have no idea. I never looked at the envelope. <laughs> really? I never opened just, it? Yeah, no. I, I wasn't. Did, you, did you keep it though? No. I wasn't going to uni. I didn't oh, you want... you didn't go to uni? Okay. No. And I, that was the only thing I knew. The only thing towards the end of year 12 was like, I'm not going to go to uni next year. If I ever do go to uni, by the point I get there, I'll be a mature age student and the end of school won't mean anything. Yeah. So, I didn't want to open it and judge myself based on what that number was. Either positive, negative or indifferent. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I am who I am and I don't need validation. So you threw it out? Yeah. Did you feel empowered when you did it? I did. <laughs> it was like a it was like it's it's how I imagine burning a bra must have felt. Yeah. Like it was just I will not be defined by this symbol. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> wish I did that now. I regret going to uni. To end up working in a Ford factory. Yeah. Like I did a PR degree and then end up stacking fucking car doors. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Paying off a hex debt. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Paying a hex debt for yeah. something you didn't end up in. I haven't received money at tax time since high school. Ouch. Yeah. Not good. No. Not good. Government screwing you over. <laughs> yes. But what this episode did for me, Lisa Sachs, was that it reminded me that Lisa episodes really are the best ones for the emotional stories. Mm. I, I say this all the time. I always just push them off. I think this, this story, though, I appreciated more than normal Lisa episodes, but I always sort of just flagged them off Lisa episodes. I don't care. Same with Marge ones, but... Man, they always have great endings. And it's usually Lisa and Homer. And we get the same thing here. That moment at the end where he has to give up the air conditioner, which isn't that big of a deal. It's only $200. But yeah. $200 in 1990, Simpsons are poor. I guess it's worth a bit more. The fact that he gave up the air conditioner for Lisa, it's sort of like a um, what's that? Uh, the, the Super Bowl one where he gives mm. up hanging out with his friends to go spend the day with her. It's that did, kind of thing. I did write that, that I like episodes where it, it's almost become a trope, but where Homer has to... Test, test his selfishness versus his love for his kids, particularly for Lisa, because that's generally the way that it goes in these sorts of stories. Yeah. Overall, I felt like this is an episode that really tried to harken back to the season three, season four feeling of an episode, of it being very wholesome. Written by Al Jean. Yeah, um, his first script that yeah. he had ever so, written. So, apparently, he, Mike Reese helped him with little bits, but 90, 95% was Al Jean, yeah. yeah. And the story for it was written back in the in the early nineties. Yeah, and that would make sense. Like yep. it's it's after coming off some of the well, I mean, coming off the back of City New York versus Homer Simpson and some of the other episodes towards the end of season eight, it's a well, real. Well, that was the start of season nine, but it was a carryover, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, like if you throw a lasso around the yeah, last, yeah, yeah, few episodes, fifteen, even twenty episodes that we've watched. Principal and the Pauper was last week. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Principal and the Pauper could exist. Maybe season six, seven, or something along those lines. Possibly even five. But for the for the most part, this turned it on. And even though I'm watching a DVD, it felt like a rerun. I was like, oh, this feels like like if I turn this on and you had to carbon date it just based on the style of the comedy. You're like season three, season four. It did feel like an old episode. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, the only thing that I felt didn't I won't say didn't work, but there were a few jokes in there and a few motifs that felt a bit repeated from Homer imagining things. Homer imagining things was one Now Family Guy aired seventeen months for the first time after this aired. That is a concept that Family Guy used profusely. Very much so. Yeah. I was going to say the distracted storyteller. So Homer confusing telling the story of Lisa Sachs for the story of Bart's first day at school yeah. and thinking job was done is very much like that mum make dad tell the story the way it happened that was done from 
Seeking and Maggie makes, makes three. Maybe, yeah. Yep. And the sort of stomping parade, Lisa Sachs getting run over time and time again, very reminiscent of Cape Fear with Bart getting run over. Sorry, with Sideshow Bob getting run over by the parade oh, yeah, and yeah. stomped on and that yeah, sort of you're thing. Right, yeah. So twists on it, but stuff that felt familiar at the same time. You're like, this is just it's the same joke wearing different clothes. I didn't think grandpa was very used very well in this episode. No, his he jokes weren't funny. Really non sequitur. Yeah. You know, the dog stealing his teeth, just, falling it, asleep, standing up, that sort of stuff. It was real filler. Yeah. It was. It Yeah, it didn't necessarily feel like it had to be there. And, and I he, guess... He, there was no purpose for him to be there at all anyway. He, had no, he didn't uh, contribute to the story yet that they were telling. No. And maybe that could be a, a case of if it was an older script that was written, you know, written in the mid-90s before yeah. Grandpa had been as fleshed out as a side character, then yeah. that might have made sense that in Al's mind when he first sat down to pen this, that that's all Grandpa was, just this zany guy on the side that you would come in for something wacky and, and completely unrelated to the story. When you, the episode started, did it feel to you like this was going to be a format bender? It did, yeah. Uh, with Homer and Marge singing at the piano, yeah. for sure. Which and is actually my favourite moment from the episode. It's, it's, that's a very underrated okay. song on, from The Simpsons. It's touching and it's... I like that... It's very memorable. Like It's like, oh, yeah... I, I I don't when I think of best songs I never so, seem to acknowledge it but then when it comes on I'm like oh yeah I love this it strikes a good chord between just genuine nostalgia and reminiscing about real things yep. and throwing in jokes without being too heavy on either yeah what I was going to say is it does set up from the outset just the feeling of that song it feels like this is going to be a flashback episode without yeah. even knowing the title without knowing the synopsis you're like okay this feels like we're about to go back in time because they're spending their entire song talking about the past. I will say that when it first aired, I wasn't aware that it was a parody of All in the Family. I'd never seen All in the I Family. I still never have seen All in the Family. But Until you, I just read it on Wikipedia then, I wasn't aware that it was a parody of okay, All in the Family. Yeah, well, I'm, probably 10 years ten years ago or so I learnt that. But All in the Family, the intro is... Um, oh, what is his name? I've got it here. Carl O'Connor and Gene Stapleton. So, they're the, the, the father and the mother in, mm-hmm. the, in the show. And they are sitting at the piano playing the song. And every season, they re-recorded it. So that's what Marge and Homer were doing here. It was a direct parody of All in the Family, which is why they say recorded in front of a live studio audience because that's what would happen in All in the Family. Gotcha. But before I knew that, I was like, and what? why say that when there's no reference to it later on in the episode? I th- felt that was strange as well, that you just had that one gag at the beginning and then you there's, drop that pretense. There's the no laugh track or nothing? Yeah. It actually made me think that... I, I think Scrubs did this once, but I would like to watch a Simpsons episode where they do it that way, like do it in the style of a 1960s sitcom and have the whole canned thing. laughter. Well, it's, that's what we got with Mo, the spin-off showcase. Oh, this, yeah, but I mean more... It's the family and everything. Yeah, no, do it like yep. an, almost like an in-canon episode. Like you don't... Just do it in that style. Um, so You have to keep it to maybe the house and a couple of other locations, not too wacky, but... Yeah, yeah, just like... But do it as a genre-breaking thing. Yeah. And just see, I don't know. It'd, it'd be interesting to see how that works. Drew Carey was a show that was really good at doing oh, that. Like, so good. Well, it would, it way change, ahead of its time, Drew Carey. Change its format without changing what the show was. They basically did whose line is it anyway on the Drew Carey show occasionally. They do improv. The, yeah, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, and as a kid, I didn't appreciate it. I go back now and watch, and I think this show, like, it's you never see it syndicated or it's not even out on DVD. It's yeah, that's true. It's one of the best sitcoms I can think of. One of the best opening themes. You oh want to talk about God, it's good. Opening themes. Even Five the, o'clock world was fantastic. Is that the first season? Uh, then Cleveland Rocks was. Cleveland afterwards. Rocks came in after that. Yeah, yeah, but, but that yeah. first season's great. Yeah. Up in the morning just to keep my job. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it is still one of my favorite Friday afternoon songs to play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
when, yeah. when you've left work for the day, particularly if the footy's on that night and you're like, I'm just off to, to Melbourne. I'm going to watch the footy. You play that real loud. It's a lot of fun. We should pick and choose some of our favorite Drew Carey episodes and talk about them occasionally. Mm. It's a great show that does not get enough love. And it's very rare to find people who really enjoy it. There's a couple of guys at work really love it, but it's just because, I guess, it's not syndicated. Mm. People just forget about it. And it wasn't aired so. at the right time in Australia either. It's no, it was like a six o'clock slot or something like that. I don't think it was prime time. Was it six o'clock? 6.30, I don't know. Okay, yeah. It was just, I, but yeah. it was never, I guess it was never really popular though, was it? It was going up against Seinfeld and Friends and all those yeah, shows Raymond, that were really that big at the time. Yeah, and um, deservedly, Raymond's a great show. It's so simple. I watched it recently on TV and I was like, I can understand why it was so successful. It's simple. It was simple, yeah. flick it on, don't think about it. Exactly. Entertainment. Uh, if you would like, Dando, I um, have done a bit of research this week. I've noticed that. I have a fact. Ooh, a fact. This is the last episode in which Doris Grau had a speaking role as Lunch Lady Doris. Wow, I didn't know that. It. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Uh, the episode, interestingly, aired two years after her death. So, I would like to know how long this was in production I was going to say, yeah. So, maybe the one we're talking about was the last one that aired when she was alive. Perhaps. But I think it might have been Team Homer, which is I Have No Son. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Although, that's not... Uh, is that as Lunch Lady Doris? Yeah, she's at the... Because uh, the pimple face teen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, obviously had recorded some dialogue. Maybe they stitched it in from something that never got used. Yep. Or she just appeared. Who knows how. I don't know the ins and outs of the production as to how that happened. But well, it's yes. on Wikipedia, so it must be true. Her last speaking <laughs> role. Uh, the final time the character would speak at all until season 18's The Mook, The Chef, The Wife, and Her Homer when okay. she was voiced by Tress McNeil. Yep, yep. Tress McNeil, she's a very talented actress, isn't she, Mitch? One of my favourites. <laughs> I was going to say, oh yeah, it's kind of like uh, Bart the Mother, which is the last appearance from McClure, but it was after Hartman had passed away. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. So, what was your favourite moment from the episode? I told you mine was the intro. I also liked when Bart and Milhouse met properly for the first time. They were sitting on the bus mm. next to each other, but I guess they never spoke. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm torn between two, and it's either the scene with the psychologist or the scene with the preschool. Uh, 75. Preschool head like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our fee is non-negotiable. <laughs> I really, really love that. That's very funny. And For some reason, I thought that was where Homer was going to pull out his financial panther. Have you seen that one? No. Where she, there was the person's like, you need a financial planner. And he's like, hmm, financial oh. panther. <laughs> he not even thinking. He's, he's like, you need this money. Get him, Sheba. And then panther, the panther comes out and gets him. Anyway, continue. The school psychologist. Uh, what's his Faceless name again? slug, that, that line. Is that what you're Dr. Pryor. Dr. Pryor. Dr. Pryor, no. yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, there's nothing to be alarmed about. Public school can be intimidating to a young child, particularly one with as many flamboyantly homosexual tendencies as your son. Yes. Bart's gay? Bart? Whoops, wrong file. Puts back Millhouse. Yeah. Out. <laughs> That's a very funny joke. It is very, very uh, funny. And I know that we sometimes go that The Simpsons has a number of jokes at the crux of homosexuality, but I don't feel like it's actually mentioned... It's not used here in a derogatory term. It's more just a shock. You know what, what show does point out gay in a negative tone? Friends. Will and Grace? <laughs> Friends, man. Yeah, a right. A lot. Yeah. Uh, Nicola had an episode on the other day where... Um, who's the guy that plays Fred in Scooby-Doo movies? What's his name? He was dating Buffy. Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. He was on there, but he was playing... He like- was dating Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, he was on there playing a, a nanny, and Ross was just like... He's got to be gay. He's got to be gay. And then, uh, but as it, as, it, as it was a negative like thing. Like it's a negative thing. Yeah. yeah. And then he, they give him the job and he sort of goes, oh my God, I'm so happy. And he's like, well, you're at least bi. And it's like, oh, this is kind of really dated. Really dated. I think a lot of friends has dated. Back. Yeah. I say that with no proof. 
I haven't watched, never an watched an episode, episode for years. <laughs> um, I've got to tell you, just on the back of Friends, a quick story about work, or from work, more to the point. We, we're co-tenants of a building. There's a sort of joint communal lobby. and Down the bottom? Yeah. Yep. And one of the other tenants sent out a group email to all of the kind of staff addresses going, does anyone know what's going on with the photocopier? Who's left this photocopier in the foyer? And there's a crumpled up, uh, yeah, a crumpled up mat that's just been sitting there for days. I hit reply all. Send a very uh, send a photo of a dishevelled looking Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> He's just fallen on hard times. He's waiting for a job interview. <laughs> Did he get a, a standing ovation? Big laughs from inside the office. No reply from I, anywhere else. I would have sent back the gif of Shia LaBeouf going. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's what I've got to do. It was your birthday on Sunday. Mm. Happy birthday! Thank you very much, I have sir. A present for you. I've turned Stuart Jew this year. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Obviously, oh, thirty-one. He, he wore thirty-one. I, that guy doesn't exist to me. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the cricket, yeah? Yeah, we went to the Big Bash final. Watched the Melbourne Stars just shit the bed in yeah? the second Didn't half that, of the innings. What's his name? Christian or something? Play really well or something? Oh yeah, Dan Christian played well. well um, did, I saw people posting the group like saying he's like the Tom Brady of BBL or something. Mm. Apparently, he saved the day. I don't know if I can know. No good? My lawyer advises me that I can't say why, but let's just say I have a problem with Dan Christian (laughs) based on some behavior in Geelong not too long ago. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) We won't get into that then. (laughs) No, we won't. (laughs) The lawyer's out. Yeah. The blue hair lawyer, you can leave now, sir. You can leave. It's the only time I've ever censored myself for this podcast. (laughs) But I could be both... Giving me the the undertakers Uh, across the neck. Don't do it. I could be both sued... There could be consequences at home. There's all sorts of things. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's give you the present then. Besides the cricket, you have a good day. It's not a damn Christian bobblehead. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, yes, I had a fantastic day. Yeah. Went I, 400 gradi in Brunswick. Okay. Which is Plug them, get some free food. Not as fancy as it sounds. Like, it's a brilliant Italian restaurant, but I mean, it's 20 bucks for pizza. It's not like it's caviar and, and fine dining, but... My God, is it just good food done well. I, lo- I love that kind of thing. All right, so your present. I didn't just do the easy thing, get something cheap from work this time. Okay. I put effort into this. Into this. Got something expensive from work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not expensive either. It's in middle range. But I had to do some Photoshop work and everything. Oh, wow. But it didn't turn out as well as I hoped it would. So don't be disappointed. But I, I, it's, <laughs> it's the always e- a good start. It's the effort that counts, all right? So I've been in your studio at your place and you've got these things on the wall. So I thought I'd get something that yeah, when? contribute to it. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, it's the Iron Giant on a canvas, but the picture looks shit, but I can't, couldn't help that. I no, tried. It doesn't look bad. It's, once it's on the wall, you might not notice, but it's fine. It's the Iron Giant poster on a canvas, because you've got the, um, the Indiana Jones ones. Yeah, I've got a couple Indiana Jones posters, which is really cool. Like, what, what about this are you thinking looks bad? Is it, like- it's just quali- shit quality. Yeah, like it's good quality canvas, but the, the pro- quality of the print didn't come out as good as I, I think hoped. canvas can make a pixelation look slightly worse, though. Yeah. But... No, this is this is tremendous. I'll put a photo of this up in the group. Thank you very much, sir. I was looking for some money tucked into the frame. <laughs> I also got <laughs> that's, you... that's excellent. Thank I, you. I actually did get you something else from work, but I wasn't allowed to take them from work today because they only came in stock today and blah blah blah. But it's the okay. three they'd be the first person in the world to own them. Really? If I had them here. But if, if you get them tomorrow, you'll still be the first person in the world to own them. I'll come by. The three men in black pop vinyls. So of the new film, so no, like no, 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 the original. Okay, so they've just dropped Agent J, Agent K. Yeah, and Agent J comes with Frank. Okay, gotcha. And Agent K comes with Nebel. Yep, the little alien. Yep, and the third one is Edgar in his drooped skin. Right, sugar. Yeah, 
Water. Sugar. Yes. So you'd be the first person in the world to own them. That's pretty cool. That'll get me some Instagram cred, surely. Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. And I, I know how much you love the Men in Black theme song. When do they hit stores? When they get shipped out from our warehouse. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like I got the scoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I, pop vinyl's fine. I, I don't think Will Smith's even got these in his hands yet. So. I, en- I enjoy pop vinyls. What a I've scoop. never been too fussed about <laughs> exclusives or anything like that, but this one... <laughs> I've never been the only person in the world to have done anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is exciting. Yeah, you literally will be the first person in the world to own them. I think as a child, I once ate my belly button lint, but I'm sure someone else has done that. <laughs> That's not a true story. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm probably the first person to have ever lied about eating their belly button lint. You've never eaten lint? No. Chocolate? Not, not de- oh, cho- chocolate. <laughs> I've eaten... Li- Surely every kid's tasted lint at their belly button at one point in their life. I, I don't know about tasted. No? Did you ever eat a booger? No. That is one thing that I categorically I've, has never I can never kind done. of... See, I can visualise. What's the word when you can... A taste, when you can remember a taste. It's not visualise. What's the... What's, uh, it's kind of like a sense memory can, or something like I that. I can sense but, the taste of a booger, so I must have done it. Okay. You can't? You sure you're just not imagining the taste of a booger? <laughs> what it would taste like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to stop anyway. From this day forward, your name shall be... New name for the episode. Uh, Sax Power. I like it. Even though Max Power hasn't happened yet, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There was another one. This is a retrospective podcast. It has happened. Brenda. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, I forget what my other one was. There was one that I'd oh, thought yeah, of. You forgot to. You had one. You forgot. Yeah, there was another one that was another callback to another episode. Maybe Why are you trying to, try to think of it? Come to me later. Someone posted in the Facebook group. You said, "Who was that lovely individual?" Very good question. I'm making my way there. Okay, so they took Mitch's job this week, and they posted their new name, and then everyone jumped on board and posted it in that thread. The Facebook group I'm, of course, talking about is the Patreon one. David Abbott Smith. <laughs> Uh, who said Sorry to jump the gum But I'll forget If I don't post this His alternate title is Don't worry Be jazzy Like Larry David With his notepad I have to write this down Quickly before I forget Yeah <laughs> uh, what, Chris, was it, what was it again Sorry Don't worry Be jazzy mm-hmm. like Which of course Makes sense Because don't yeah. worry Be happy plays <laughs> Fantastic air cons And where to find them From Nick Barbaro That's mm-hmm. pretty solid Homer's sacrifice comes from Chris Darby. Kristen Nell with everything you always wanted to know about sax but were afraid to ask. Homer's sacrifice is pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. But I do like, I must say the what name... about Homer Saxual? <laughs> That's pretty good. I do like the name Lisa Sax because it's a simple story, deserves a simple title, nothing wacky or a pun on anything. And you, you read that, you know exactly what it is. Mm. Sexual healing from Pat Wright. There's a lot of... Sexual healing's good. Yeah. A lot of people have made the connection between S space X yep. being sax and sex. Yep. Claire Dyer, let's talk about sax, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Alistair Danik, I feel like being a sax machine. Jordan Ritchie, sax bomb. Love me, love me, love me, sax machine. <laughs> Jordan Ritchie has also... <laughs> this is actually pretty great. He's suggested an alternate title by way of a meme... Sax. <laughs> it's just you're a long way from home, saxy boy. <laughs> <laughs> just the photo of was it was it Steve Sax? Steve Sax, yeah. Yeah, Steve Sax sitting in prison in Shelby. Was he the one that was Homer helping the bat people? Or was he the one who got pulled over? He got pulled over. For what reason though? For no reason at all. Yeah, they just wanted to pull him over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't I at least get a phone call? Watch too many movies, yeah. Sax. <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia. I'll kick off this week. Please do. Who was driving the truck that ran over the saxophone? It was a car, a truck. Wise guy? No, it was Hans Molman. Ah, oh, Hans Molman. Hmm. Wow. Getting around. Often in heavy machinery. Yeah. Or big big vehicles at the very least. 
How long was Krusty's binge for, according to the TV movie? Is it years? It was years. Four? Five. Five, damn it. How much does a pacifier cost? The ones at the Ooh, Simpsons. Oh, 99 cents? $1.95. Damn. <laughs> I like the way Homer introduces that. Next, I will tell you the origins of Maggie's pacifier. <laughs> I want to hear that story. Yeah. Even though it's not true, I want to hear his story. I like pacifier as a name in general instead of dummy, yeah. which is what it's pacifier rim? in Australia. Pacifier rim. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a sex. It's a poor movie. It's, happen, yeah, it? it sounds awful. <laughs> Starring Idris Elba still, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> Idris Elba in a porn. Not, not the actual porn star, just in a porno. Would you watch it? I'd watch Idris Elba do anything. Or anyone. Him narrate a porn. Does porn get narrated? No. But would you not watch one that was narrated by Idris Elba? Be interesting. He could be the new Morgan Freeman. Would it London accent or American accent? He's London. Okay. Put a bit of a twist on the old Freeman. Yeah. Because Morgan Freeman is the greatest narrator now. Besides maybe David Attenborough. Yeah, Attenborough still wins. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, maybe he can just be the new Attenborough. Maybe he can do... Uh, have you seen Snoop Dogg narrate Wildlife, like National Geographic? <laughs> no, I have It's haven't. amazing. Anyway, continue. Okay. Well, next question. Uh, what was Jimbo's shirt, young Jimbo in school? What wasn't? Yep. It was cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Machine washable. Uh, pink. With what logo? Rabbit? Yeah, a little bunny rabbit. Yeah. The school. This is Jimbo, the school bully. Yes. <laughs> Look forward to wailing on all of you. And my final question is another cost one. How much does the tuition cost at the gifted school? $6,000. $6,000, correct, yes. My final question is what was on the wall? Uh, there's a famous man on the wall at the tuition school. Ooh. Is it or a the genius? Pre- the preschool. Yes, famous genius. Einstein? Yes. Yeah, because he was on the wall that in Prize as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Pride because he's got it's Einstein on one side and then who's on, oh, in there Bart the genius he had Einstein on one and Bart oh. on the other yeah he had yeah, someone yeah. else in this episode yeah it was nice to have Pryor back it was it's been a long time maybe since Bart the genius or the first oh. I don't think it was after the first season was he? Bart gets an F repeat the fourth grade second season yeah that was the first that's the, the last one that first springs episode, to the second mind. season yeah very a long long time ago long time ago, ago yeah. anyway yeah like you said uh, this was written in the early 90s so it makes sense that Pryor would be in it yeah yeah, it does. It really does feel like an old episode when you mm. look back on it like that. Yeah. Alrighty, anything else you want to mention to the listeners before we get into it? Well, just that this episode is definitive proof that anyone that says that the Simpsons jumped the shark after Principal and the Pauper is wrong. 100% correct. The original air date was October 19th, 1997. The chalkboard gag. It was good that this episode had the full intro. It sort of set mm. the tone that this isn't... Because in season eight, Not very rarely get, get the full intro. It just it felt... It felt I, I don't know. And again, another... Felt homely. Uh, probably another callback to it being written at an earlier time. Yep, yep. He sort of kept it to the time constraints, yeah. I do appreciate the full episode when I'm watching... A, full intro. Sorry, man. the full intro when I'm watching an episode on my lunch break because I Kills was... time. I, well, I'd popped the toast and then I hit play and I knew that I had just that little extra yeah. minute to be able to, to sort my tuna and toast out before I had to start taking notes. Yeah. Sometimes it catches me off guard where I hit play and think I'll be fine and then I'm five jokes down and I haven't written anything. I like it when you when you get past Bart taking off on his skateboard and then it cuts to Homer, you know it's going to be the full one. You're like, good, yeah. I've got 20, 30 seconds now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one last scratch and adjust. Yes. <laughs> Settle in. <laughs> the chalk gag is I can... You like chalkboard gag. Is that what you want me to say? Chalkboard gag? Well, I'm, look, I'm not going to be pedantic about it. <laughs> the chalkboard gag... I no longer want my MTV, a reference to his... 
Well, Bart used to say, I want my foxtail. You say, I want my foxtail, but I want my MTV would be a reference to Dire Straits, would it not? But did Bart used to say it as well? Was he an so. MTV? No? I doubt it very much. Yeah, because why would they promote a mm. non-fox thing? Yeah. Well, uh, he was, I want my foxtail. Yeah. yeah. You remember those commercials? Yeah. He used to watch it on the TV. Yeah. Wow. And he fall backwards at yeah, the end. Yeah, skate off the X or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I want my... Yeah. Yeah, MTV. Yes. For, for young young people out there that might never have heard about the little faggot with the earring and his makeup. The what? I know. It's honestly, <laughs> I know. in today's world of PC, it shocks me every time that gets played uncensored on the radio. Same with them. Like, um, how can you say that? If you if I'm not allowed to go to the store and buy a pack of fags anymore, I have to buy a pack of fads and they don't even have the little red tip on the end. How How is Mark Knopfler? Is Mark Knopfler? Mark Knopfler, yeah. yeah. How is he allowed to get away with that business? Have you heard the Pogues Christmas song? Um, yeah, I have. That's right. There was a bunch of controversy about yeah. that, about the line. Yeah, you cheap lazy faggot. Um, Christmas in New York. Merry Christmas, your arsehole. Hope it's our last or something. Yeah, something along those Nicola, lines. Nicola always loves. It. That's like her favorite line in the whole song. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite is um, "You told me that Broadway was waiting for me." Yeah, because that good is song. the exact sort of lie I would tell someone to get them out to New York. <laughs> no, no, no. Such a good song, and I've got. I call them babushka dolls, but it says here on Wikipedia that Homer is a Russian nesting oh, doll. Russian doll. Yeah, is that a not a babushka? Well, I grew up having referred to them as that, but I don't know if that is actually. Like a traditional title, or Australian, like a palmy. Yeah, like have we just called it babushka because it sounds Russian? <laughs> That'd be awful. We've just created a word. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But yeah, so they all pop out and they end up on the couch. It kicks off with the takeoff of the All in the Family intro, singing "Those Were the Days." It's just a nice, pleasant intro. Mm. It doesn't really have anything to do with the episode and the story. I think but- babushka has been a sort of racist. Okay. Semi. Well, I won't like say racist. Goli- like Gollywog? Well, it could be named a bunch of different things, but they're called a matro- Matroshka doll. M A T R Y O S H K A. Someone just mispronounced it one day. Also, babushka. No, <laughs> also, no. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, no one could figure out how to pronounce Matroshka, so they went Babushka. <laughs> it still sounds good. Babushka. Babushka. Yeah. It sounds like a celebration. Like it a sounds tone. strong, doesn't it? Yeah. To- like, you know. To the to the bride at the let me get into to the bride and the groom babushka <laughs> the hands going yeah you channeled your um Alison from Alison Brie from Glow there yeah that's what it was you ever watched Glow <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, no, no. is that the wrestling one that's why the female yeah. wrestling yeah yeah uh so it's the, all in the family party it's just a nice intro then in the sense that like I said before it has nothing to do with the story. But it just sets the tone. You mentioned That's before, very homely. It is very, very homely. And I don't know, it just reminds you that Marge and Homer, they're a good partnership. Yeah. They're a good team. Like they're just, I don't know. There's something about it that I really, really enjoyed. And now that I know what it is actually a takeoff of, once I learned that, I appreciated it more. Yeah. Have you actually ever watched that video no. of All in the Family? No, I haven't. It's actually worth watching right now. It's really, really cool. It's just these two older people just singing the song together. And every season, they'd re-record it. And you see them getting older each season and mm. they're singing it and it's, it's different every year. It's really cool. I, I enjoy just movies John Travolta made. Like, when did you say this aired? 1997. Okay. I mean... Pulp Fiction was out. Yeah, like he was in these, the, his renaissance period here, but still calling... Face Off came out that year too. That's true. But still calling back to the fact that there was definitely a time where John Travolta was not good for a long time. He was the king in the 70s. Yeah. So that and that's what they're calling back to, but that joke only works if you also acknowledge that not so much through the late eighties, early nineties until Pulp Fiction. Until Pulp Fiction, yeah, yeah. 
And then you release Michael. Oh. <laughs> I can guarantee that that's one that won't be coming up on the movie guys anytime soon. <laughs> what was the other? Was it Phenomenon? Is that the one you did? Love as well? Phenomenon. Yeah, I've never watched that it. That movie breaks me in too. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Uh, what. Um, mm, General's Daughter is also a good film. There's a song in Phenomenon that they use towards the end. Doesn't matter. But it'll, it doesn't matter. It'll rip your heart out. Okay. Um, and then it cuts to yeah, the live studio audience. Like I said, a bit jarring unless you know the reference. Mm-hmm. Bart's watching the... Apparently, this is dated now. It's This is a reference that's lost on me, the WB channel being shit. Oh, the Warner... Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not something that Australians I would like, understand. I like Warner Brothers. Yeah, I don't, I don't get I it. I like the dancing frog. What's the problem? Yeah, it's confusing. Singing frog. So, Homer's sitting there watching quality television with Bart, and they overhear Lisa playing her saxophone, and he tells Lisa to shut up. There's moments in this episode where Homer's not a very good dad, and there's moments where he's a really good dad. Do you think they rode the line well here? I think overall, um, overall, you don't walk out of this feeling like he was a dick. He was, he was just being Homer at certain points. Where he's saying shut up. I guess if you were like, just say you had a kid, right? And you were trying to watch something on TV, and they're playing the sax. Your initial reaction would just be like, oh, sh- "Shut up!" But I guess the way he handled it wasn't the right way by sending, sending a ten-year-old to go fix it. Yes, yeah. And I like his justification too. But I am two years older than you, which means I am smarter. And I can fix this. And I can get. I can make you stop this. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, if you're older, you better. I've learned a few tricks. Is his line, <laughs> which I like, and it's just leaping at it. <laughs> Give me back that sax, and then he um he tries to snatch it. Slow mo falls out the window. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I Look, I did as well. One thing that I did like here, I've often been critical of when Bart is a dick for just the sake of being a dick, but he's just doing what he's been told here. And he's not really being a and, dick. He's just trying to take this. Yeah. He, he didn't want this to happen. Not not to not to use a Nuremberg defense. I was just following orders, but he was. He wasn't going up there needlessly to be cruel. He was going up because, well, dad told me this needs to stop. Yeah. I'm going to stop it. It's not like the Bart versus Thanksgiving one where he tries to... He, he yeah. was being rude in that one. Yeah, exactly. So, this was... Um, it's actually another thing. Poorly, that, thought, poorly thought through, but still just doing what he was told. You're bringing up stuff that's happened in the past. It's another thing. Trying to snatch something from each other and it actually, flies yeah, off. Yeah, that's true. And then it goes flying out. Into the, well, into mm. the fire in Bart versus Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, but that same slow motion look and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. The... Ba-dum, 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 guy on the tricycle yeah. just falling over. We actually a fun little post cat. I know. Well, is that a reference to something? I don't know if it's if it is or if it's just general comedy pratfall. Yeah, and, and, and after that point, it just really feels like a format bender. It doesn't feel like a normal episode, does it? Mm. It's just, all, and the, it's, I think it's even like the the slow sort of um, fade to the next scene and things like that. Yeah, but we, we skipped over the Crush of the Clan special. Should we mention this? I was going to point that yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So that could almost be a podcast in itself. <laughs> just, yes. just the just the couple minutes that we get. Well, it's about thirty seconds, but it feels a lot longer. Yeah, the it does feel like it went on a long time, especially because you're so used to The Simpsons being fast paced. The yeah. pacing in this was much slower. What's uh, booze, drugs, guns, lies, blackmail, and laughter? <laughs> and laughter, <laughs> starring Fuchs Finkel as Krusty the Cloud. I went through a five-year orgy of non-stop pills and booze with nothing to show for it but four Emmys and a Peabody Award. <laughs> Who wants one of those? <laughs> and then Homer's What a Bad Father. This is what I yeah. mentioned, Maggie with the Drill. 
Yeah, just wandering by, yes. which gets a good callback in a moment. Yeah, but, um, I do like that. We'll let Bart destroy something of yours and like it, Maggie just clutching the drill. Yes, this <laughs> yeah. was actually one of my favorite moments as well here. I forgot to mention at the start when Homie goes, I'll practice you. You'll practice me. What is that? Supposed to be a threat? I remember my dad used to always do that. He'd say, I'd say, I'm cooking. I'll fucking cook you. Or it's like yeah, right. it's an Australian thing to say, I'll insert whatever you're doing, yeah. you. I'm going to the shops. I'll go to the shops, you. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'll fucking sweep you in a minute. It's like, what? I'm cleaning the house or something. It's just, yeah, that's something my dad used to genuinely do all the time. Yeah. That's why I was always afraid to tell my dad I was masturbating. <laughs> End podcast. <laughs> it's not getting better than that, guys. You can switch off. That's the funniest joke that is going to be said. I'm here all week. <laughs> Visualization not pleasant oh, in my head. Right, I now. thought of my opening joke for the live trivia night. By the way, I can't give it away here. Just tell me, and I cut it out. But anyway, so getting back to the episode, it's a, it's a nice transition here of the the sacks on the ground and then Lisa holding it, mm. and a cool reveal where she's home's like it's not that bad. Turns around, it turns it's flat. sideways, and it's just flat as a pancake. Something you're going to do in animation, but it's perfect. It's, it's so funny. It's a really cool way to have a three dimensional joke in a two dimensional show. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's really really good. Lisa, honey. If it'll make you feel better, I'll destroy something Bart loves. Hey! Don't worry, son. If that bothers you, I'll destroy something Maggie loves. I never picked up on this until for this review. Oh, really? The okay. Tracy Ullman mention. Yeah. Yeah, crudely drawn filler material. Yeah. And do you think that that's a joke that would have been written closer to when it aired? Or do you think that's a joke that he wrote back in the day? When it was still, you know, Tracy Ullman I think that would have been written back in the day. Yeah. Point. Yeah, because they were more... What, were they self-referential? At that a point? little bit. Kinda enough. Oh, they, they were because Bart was watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Remember with the float? Uh, yeah, and Bart was floating through and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Bart, we get the the moment. The don't worry, be happy. Bart's waiting for his first day of school. Lisa with um, spelling the word start. Start turns to rats. Turns to rats. Yeah, yeah, very, very funny. Cool joke. Oh, there's the bus. Goodbye, sweetheart. School will be fun. It's a really nice scene here. And what it is, is it's sad because you know it's coming up that Bart wanted to go to school. He could have been a good kid. That's what that's what's, mm. that's what's good about this story is that it, it puts a whole new element onto the character of Bart because forever they've always portrayed him as even when, um, is it, which is the one where he's in the womb and he's, I think he's trying to moon us. <laughs> is that Lisa's first word maybe? Anyway, but he's always been portrayed as, you know, he's the evil twin in the Trio of Horror. Flushing his keys, that yeah. sort of thing. He's always yeah. been the, the evil one. Yeah. He wasn't always that, and I like that now. It's sort of you can look at him a bit differently. He was, he had, a, it was a good kid with good intentions, naughty at times, but the school fucked him. Yes, system done wrong by him. Yeah, Bart could have been in season four of The Wire. He could have been Chief he Justice d- of the Supreme Court. <laughs> he just needed, <laughs> he just needed Colvin to take him out for dinner a few times, and he would have been fine. <laughs> so what happens? Uh, sends him off to school. Lisa's not getting attention because Marge is yep. looking after, after Bart. Homer's advice from Grandpa. This is kind of... You're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. If a strange man offers you a ride, I say take it. <laughs> I was like, oh my. That's blunt. It's pretty like, brutal. I'm not sure... You look forward to the day you can say that to Elliot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the message you want to be putting on television anymore. Well, that's not the message they're putting yeah, on. Ever. He when... call- Homer comes back and calls it traumatic. Yes. So. But I'm looking forward to being able to say to Elliot, go play with the cars. Yeah, okay. That's something my daddy's always say. Not meaning right. it, but... <laughs> And then he actually goes out front after grabbing him. Yeah. But anyway, so Homer's, we got Homer's advice. Then the buffs arrives. Did you see that they drew the silhouette of Otto and it looked like Millhouse on the front? Makes me think oh, that yeah. maybe there was a um, there was a, a deleted scene of some kind where Bart meets Millhouse 
on the bus, but they cut it off yeah, so possibly. that later on they can meet with, yeah. the, with the milk and whatnot. Yep. Because why would you draw them there? Yeah, you, you don't necessarily need to go to the effort of having a silhouette, do you? You just have blue windows and it'd yeah. be fine, yeah. Yeah. But butt races are full of excitement. School will be fun. It's just, yeah. I like his little jacket. Yeah. He's, looks real smart. And I feel Not like... Not smart as in intelligent, smart as in snappy. As, as the episode goes on... His voice changes. So, right here, he sounds like a kid. School will yeah. be fun. By the end of it, though, he just sounds like Bart. I'm not yeah. sure whether that was deliberate or whether... I think that's a deliberate acting choice. Because he became the Bart we know, maybe. Yeah. He goes, yeah, like wide-eyed innocent. and innocent to mm. hard-edged. Yep. Um, you know what it is? He went into prison innocent. He came out a criminal. Is that what happened? Mm. <laughs> there you this go. This place is a fucking if, prison! If you, stood, if you stuck around after the masturbation joke... There's a little bit of philosophy for you. <laughs> how many people do you reckon unsubscribed? I don't know. Or do you reckon how many people went, this podcast is great. I'm going to go tell my friends to subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys talk about Simpsons and masturbation. All that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't uh, finish the joke. He let us do that in his own minds. Yes. <laughs> what do you think he meant? Our, our own minds. If you thought dirty, we don't want you around. Anyway, so the Skinner... No, I do. <laughs> Skinner then stuffs up his name. He's lost them forever. Yeah. That, <laughs> God, that, play that clip. Welcome, kindergartners. I'm Principal Sinner. Skinner. Well, that's it. I've lost them forever. That is just so great. Yeah. The acting on that is fantastic. It's just how matter-of-fact it is. Well, that's it. <laughs> like, Continues on. He's like, oh, his well, first what sentence can you do? ever. They're gone. Yes. <laughs> uh, then Bart starts getting judged really, really harshly. It's just... Well, and I don't know. It just feels a bit too mean. I don't know. It's, it's almost to the point where it's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Because no teachers would talk like this. At an extra clap, not college material. Yeah. At this point, though, Bart doesn't quite get that he's being judged like that. But no. then Willie yells at him, doesn't understand his accent, things like that. And yeah. Bart, uh, he's just not happy. School was not what he thought it was going to be, was it? And mm. it's really well done. That The music, as well as the animation, like the, the, the look on Bart's face when he walks in the door and Marge says, you okay, honey? And he just has to look at her. Doesn't have yeah. to actually say anything. Drawn so well. It's just the look on his face as if to say, help, well, I guess. You know what he's um, actually drawn like? Now that I look at that on Frankiac, that is very much a takeoff of Charlie Brown. Yes. Yep. It really is. Yeah. But what's he trying to say there with that face? Is it help? Is it... I think it's more of a shell shock. Sadness. It's like Charlie Sheen at the end of Platoon. Yeah. He's just got this, oh man, <laughs> I've but, been through some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is really, really Someone sad. Someone once wrote, the first day of school is the end of all reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it has more meaning to it now that you've seen how excited and happy he was to go to school and it, it broke him in a day. You know? yeah. But like you said, school does do that to some people. Yeah. You've got, you've got to be kids. Teachers, up. mostly. And, but, <laughs> Come no- on, Mr. Glasscock. <laughs> <laughs> normally, it's, normally, it's the kids who are harsh, but here it's the teachers. Do you think that was a deliberate attack? Like, like yeah, it is because adults in, adults in Springfield are always incompetent or mean. It's basically their only two Marge sayings. isn't. Not ev- adults in authority. The police. Yeah, that's the, it's the Mr. stereotype. Burns. That's the way you get comedy from, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Even a poo with his dodgy tactics of sales. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuts back to the present day from that point. Yeah. And you, with a little bit more singing, Bart was feeling mighty blue. I like that they've started to turn their original Looking Back song into now... Like they've incorporated yes. the story they were telling together. I like that for no reason, here's a poo. Mm. I feel like that's because they wrote themselves into a rhyme that they couldn't get out of. <laughs> I didn't care. because It's funny. It says, for no reason, here's a poo. Those were the days. A poo's going to be gone soon. So it's going to have more meaning that uh-huh. moment. Yeah, fair point. You know, it's just, I don't know, seeing a poo, I was just like, when a poo could just be a poo and it wasn't offensive, mm. those those were the days. You know? 
<laughs> and Homer triumphantly. And that, my children, is the story of Bart's first day of school. And what a story it was. <laughs> Lisa's annoyed, though, because it's supposed to be better sax. Commercial break. We come back. Our, the, the music when we come back from the commercial. Oh, sorry. This is another yeah. um, thing that reminded me of previous... Yeah, the previous flashback episodes, like the B-sharps, Marge going off to get the tire and that sort of thing. Like, they keep coming back to the future and then coming up with a reason for Homer to just be sitting around doing nothing. Yes. That's like here. So, they get, I can't get the baby to burp. Could you try for me? It's just that little thing to go present day and now Homer continues telling his story. Yeah. I like it even though I don't think it's needed. It's not needed, but it's nice to have the effort there. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's maybe if someone's just come in from the commercial break. It's just giving them a well, yeah. quick thing to set up that it's in of the past. Course. But even then, I still don't think it's needed because they'd go, oh, well, Bart's a child. This is obviously a flashback. They haven't changed the entire show. But you kind of... I, I get what you're saying, but yeah. you still have to remind so the viewer. A little reset. Yeah. Kind of the... I mean, you don't get it these days and you'll get it less and less as more TV is made for streaming services and doesn't Have revolve around yeah. commercial breaks. But it's that sort of nod to the form that you needed of a, of a three-act TV half hour. But just before that moment you were just discussing with um with Homer Burping, you get the music cue here. And this is this is a, a score that you don't really get very often in the new episodes. I feel like the, the score has changed. Well, who was the guy that did the Alpha Class and he's not on The Simpsons anymore? So oh, the, music, right. the music actually is different. But it's just a, a, a sound that you hear that and it reminds you this is an old episode. I, I just like that. I don't know, just yeah. remind me, I'm watching an older episode here. Come on, Maggie. It's Miller time. Yes, it's Miller time. Homer! Oh, my father gave me beer as a child till I wrapped my little red wagon around a tree. Let's never drink again. And we never did. This is the first of many in this episode of Homer imagining things. Yeah. And I think it's true. I think family, I saw that and not maybe not got the idea for it, but just maybe saw, oh, it worked on The Simpsons. Yeah, there's they just a, took the ball and ran with it. There's a lot that you notice that the Simpsons did that Family Guy have taken. Family Guy is, just, but the thing is, Family Guy is so one-dimensional. It had it did something. It had it had a shtick and did it really well for a couple of seasons, and then by season twelve, you're like, are oh, you still doing that shtick from season two? Yeah, okay, because no one, you don't care about the characters. No, they're all pretty reprehensible. Yeah, and how? But the thing is, in Seinfeld, though, they're all pretty reprehensible. Yeah, but in Seinfeld, they're reprehensible in realistic ways. That's true. They just kind of highlight the... They're not mean for the sake of being mean. No. in Well, sometimes they are. Yeah. But more to the point, in Seinfeld, it's a release of the thoughts that a lot of people have. It's the dark yeah. inner thought that you politely... Want to say. Don't say out loud. Whereas in Seinfeld, they do. Yeah. The, that's a shame. <laughs> like, <laughs> instead of any empathy whatsoever. You gotta see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you legitimately have a cute kid, and I'll happily go on record saying that. And I, I, I see him, and I'm like, I think he's cute, but I actually think he is cute. Yeah, Plus, yeah no, One he's... of our friends had a, a baby recently, and it's an ugly baby. Yeah. So this is <laughs> the, I love that the Hamptons episode. Like, is that me or is that the ugliest yeah. baby <laughs> you have ever yeah. seen? And it's true. I said to Nicola, "Why do? You, why are you saying this baby is cute? It's not cute. Yeah, it's ugly." Yeah. It's okay to say it's ugly. It'll probably grow into a beautiful child. Or just avoid saying anything. Yeah, just... Because I don't want to lie, because it'll come across. Yeah. Well, that's what they do in Seinfeld. They just don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be nice to say anything at all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Tease for talking Seinfeld. So, Lisa asks yes. Marge to take over the story yeah. and have it not turn into being about Bart. 
Unfortunately, back to sure, happened. Bart had just completed his first day at school and Bart, mom! <laughs> Bart plays a pivotal role in the story though. Yeah. Uh, Bart doesn't know his ABC. I like that line. Yeah, again, <laughs> great animation on him like scrunching up his shirt, getting nervous, yeah. not, not knowing how to get through this. It is sad to watch actually. A little kid being put under this kind of yeah. pressure. Yeah. And this was the thing. Like, have you? Did you ever feel that way at school? Was Mr. 87 enter score? All, all the time. Not. I let school get the better of me, which is why I tell people not to. Yeah. Right, okay, gotcha. I, my whole focus was I've got to get a good enter score, otherwise I'm, I'm going to fail at life. Okay. Yeah. I struggled really bad. Yeah. That's that's a shame. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I look back. I wish I was able to look back on school and say I enjoyed it. And I did. I had good fun with my friends and whatnot out in the schoolyard. But the studying side of things, not good. I used to have breakdowns. I had the awkward thing of, I was never nervous like reading in front of class or anything along those lines. But I moved quite a lot through school. So I had three different high schools, and I had maybe five or six. Oh, six is too many. I probably had five different primary schools though. If I think through, there's one that I, I had. Uh, so not to be boring here, but. Moriac, Drysdale, Grovedale, Drysdale, Roslyn. So there's five primary schools. It one one of them I went to twice. Which one didn't did you not wear pants to? That was high school. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so five primary schools. It's easier in primary school, but then three high schools. So I often had that experience of rocking up to a new school and going, Well, everyone here knows everyone else and I don't know a soul. And yep. spending those first couple of weeks wandering around going, No idea where to go. Like, Will you be my friend? Don't know. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know anyone. I'll. I uh, met that guy in English. Like, so like, hey, hey, Steve, as you wander by. But it's like, but aside from that, yep, just gonna walk around for a little bit. Yep. And, and we didn't have mobile phones. To just yeah, fuck I had no way to entertain myself. Yeah. So I, oh, I Game a, Boy, Pokemon Red. Yeah, I had a lot of really awful, lonely weeks in those first few weeks. And you, yeah. it is like this thing of like, you really don't want to screw up. You don't want to look like a dickhead in those first couple yeah. of weeks because, like Principal Sinner, you're like, if I do fuck up this. You anything just, here. You, you, you just fucked up his Yeah, day. I did that on Okay, yeah, that's sure. <laughs> I was like, but if I fuck up anything here, I've lost these people forever. Like, yeah. Teenagers are ruthless. Like, Teenagers are worse. If yeah. you stutter once, suddenly you're the stutterer. No even, way. If you've, even if you've only done it once in your entire life. Like, if you... Yeah, I don't know. If you felt sick and threw up in a classroom in your first week, that'd be it. Yeah. Change schools. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not coming back. You know why teenagers are worse? Because little kids laugh not realizing what they're doing. Teenagers do it because they want to be cruel. Yeah, that's true. And that's why they do it more often because they like the thrill of seeing you suffer. Had some horrific teenagers sitting behind me at the cricket. Really? Like, just personified the worst of teenagers. In what way? They were 14 or 15 and they Christian fans, learned yeah. a little bit <laughs> about things and thought they knew everything. One guy has been... And talking loud enough st- for everyone to hear. Yeah. One guy who was into studying music who... ACDC played on the speakers. Like, oh, man, I just think ACDC... Exact quote... ACDC are overrated. Like, when you really look at it, all of their music is just notes and chords. At isn't which point, mu- I nearly snapped a blind headbutt back into his face just to shut him up. I was like, a, as wh- opposed to what, yeah. dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> you realise, also, most successful rock band, arguably, of all time. Most, yeah. most successful Australian band, anyway. Same guy. Uh, like, I've got my chords and my frets down. I just haven't been bothered learning how to finger pick. I'm like, uh, translation, Don't tried it to. once, <laughs> went shit, that's hard. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, man. But, Point uh, is, teenagers are terrible, and if you are one, uh, grow up. talk to me in five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elliot's going to be a teenager one day. Yeah, he will. I don't know. Hopefully, he'll be a good kid. Hopefully, he'll but be hopefully a good kid. Hopefully, the law's changed by then. 
Which law? Sorry, belt him. Home ownership at 13. <laughs> well, son, you're on your own. We're going back to the time of the... Elliot is suing his former parents. There wasn't Nicola a single... Elliot, you're off to live with wolves for six years. It'll make a man of you. Comes back as like Mowgli. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. Lisa Sachs. So, Bart doesn't know his ABC. And he said, you're right. It's They draw his nervousness really, really well. Yeah. Um, F, and you're going to be seeing plenty of them. And now you're starting to see Bart's actually noticing that... It, He's going. He's afraid of being a failure. Yeah. And the teacher's not helping the situation at all. No. Um, Bart is then sat at home and he's drawn the, the scary cartoon. How did you define this? Um, it's pretty terrifying. Like blood and It's like stuff. a free conscious nightmare drawn on page. Yeah. It's just, Stream it's, of conscious it's nightmare. Like, yeah, drawn it's, it's down. sad and blood and whatnot on there. Yeah, something along those yeah. lines. Uh, Bart just takes it down as Homer, who's... This is a great parody that has probably now become more timely for people with the recent season of Twin Peaks on yeah. Netflix. Homer watching Twin Peaks. That's some damn fine coffee you got here in Twin Peaks and damn good cherry pie. Cut to a man dancing with a horse, horse yeah. under a red light. And Homer's response, brilliant. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Is How everyone people, that has yeah. ever watched Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's amazing. They like to think that they know what's going on. Yeah, I've never watched an episode. I know that it's wacky. I'll probably get to it at some point. But I, I watched an episode and I was just like, I understand a lot of people like this. I guess it just wasn't for me. I didn't quite get I what it was going for. I think I need to take a tab of acid before watching You've it. You've got to do That'd something. Be the best yeah. One. It's one of those things like people look at this this art and like, oh, this is just fantastic. And I was like, what, what are you seeing here? Yeah. There's, there's nothing there. Anyway, so Homer gets very condescending. So Marge shows him the, yeah, shows him the picture. Have a look yeah. at this picture. It's just that condescending, oh, it's beautiful. And then has a proper look at it. And a great response. Just a great little, acting. A little bit over the top, but still funny. Really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn it! Send it to hell! Homer tries to help with uh, by playing catch. Yeah. But Bart's just not interested at all. Grandpa says he'll do it. Shuts him down straight away. Yeah. And then we're at... That's a young Julius Hibbert. Oh, Mr. T. Mr. T. <laughs> Julius T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he says that it, uh, Bart's not sick. He's just got some deep... You know, deep set mental trauma. psychological trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They go to see the school psychologist, Dr. Yep. Pryor. It's just a nice cameo. It feels it feels retro now, you know? It does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we get my favourite moment from here. as a, well, One of my favourite moments, as I was the talking about gay before. File. Um, but what this scene serves to do is finally shift the attention to Lisa. And in the- it's also the school saying, Bart just needs to learn to just shut up and be an idiot. We're not interested in helping him. Yeah, it does a little bit, that. Yeah. He needs to be a faceless slug. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Bit of a margin home, right? Very supportive of Bart here. They're just like, oh, oh yeah. Look, they're trying, but it's also... No, they give up pretty quickly. Uh, Wave at the future. Accepting the ways of the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and we find it, yeah. So, Lisa is like a Matilda-level genius at this point. Yes, yeah. Lisa, how old are you? I am three and three-eighths. Mm. Lisa, if I have five apples and I take away three apples, how many apples do I have left? Two apples. Wait a minute. She's right. That's yeah, very good. Now, he says here about the, the three apples. If I take three apples away, how many apples do I have? Two apples. Technically three. That's one of those trick questions. Not how many apples are left. How many apples do I have? How many apples do I have left? Yeah. If I, yeah. Ta- if I take three away. Yeah. It could be seen. It could be. Yeah, you could take and, that either way. Yeah. But anyway, so she gets it right the way he was intended. And yeah, Lisa's gifted. Homer's, like we said, given up on Bart. Then Homer thinks... Nobel the pop- Prize for kickboxing. Yes. Well, first it's Nobel Prize. Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> Everyone is then looking around awkwardly. I like this when they cut back to reality in Homer. Yeah, so just looking away. He's just been sitting there thinking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then they go to Miss Tillingham's school for snotty girls and mama's boys. Yeah. Sounds like your kind of school. Oh. You would have been a mama's boy. I was a mama's boy. I was definitely a mama's boy. But I never did that sort of hand clapping business. That's, I didn't become pretentious until I was a bit late, older in life. You said you were a pretentious five-year-old. You said you were like five, six watching movies and shit. And I was, that's true. But not at school. <laughs> at school, I was one of the boys. One of the boys. Just reading about dinosaurs. one of the boys. <laughs> Just happy to get the four points. Went smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Just happy to get the four points. <laughs> um, I can't wait to hear those cliches. Two weeks away from footy. Two, three weeks. Happy to get four points. There's been surprisingly few people that have been tearing it up on the training track this preseason. Yeah. I know, yeah. Although I did hear, actually, one that came out, Pat Dangerfield. Yes. I've been able to do twice the preseason that I had last year in much better shape. There's always a couple people like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure he'll be fine. Do a hammy, round one. Uh, anyway, enough football talk. We should do a football podcast. <laughs> Once winter comes around, enough of it gets folded into the Simpsons talk as it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Every time Geelong and Hawthorne have a game, we should do commentaries of the games. <laughs> uh, we get the digits make pie in the little clapping yep. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six two six. You did such a good job of memorizing that. Well, I could go on and on. Yeah, I, I know that you could. I know that you could. So they pretty much realize that they cannot afford this school. Homer's bargaining is just amazing. <laughs> I'll give you fifty bucks. <laughs> 75 75 Normally I think that gag Would have worked better If he had offered 75 And gone down to 50 mm. That was more Homer But then Is this racist or not? Excelente <laughs> Muchas gracias Senorita <laughs> I don't think so I was just trying it on Yeah the, the, it, Unless you're a minority group But The yeah. fact that he goes From Mexican to Chinese yeah. oh, oh. Asshole <laughs> As a kid I always thought You were saying asshole Yeah right Yeah Um and it's a sad line here. I guess it's a world you'll never know. Mm. And it's true. What this episode does is highlights that Lisa, her talents have gone to waste. Yeah. She's but it's not because the family doesn't want to help her. They just can't. Yeah. She's just trapped. Yeah. In the middle class. Yeah. And and I don't know. It's I feel like Lisa, the character, sometimes hates her parents saying they never, never gave her a chance. They tried to. Mm. They just couldn't afford couldn't. it. Yeah. Yeah. Homer, uh, no, sorry. Then we get back to the real time. Um, and they point out that, you know, five years from now, nothing's changed. Yeah. And Marge is a little vent. Uh, Homer, it's five years later and I'm still miserable at school. And my gifts are still going to waste. And sometimes I feel so smothered by this family, I just want to scream till my lungs explode. <gasps> right now, go start dinner now. You do that. We come back from commercial and this is where Grandpa has arrived. And it, yeah. he adds nothing, like we said. He's looking for his yeah. teeth. The dogs have him, doesn't wash him, puts him in his mouth. Tells a gibberish grandpa story and falls asleep. Yeah. Adds nothing. Springfield is then having a heat wave for back in 1990. And it's the, it's the hottest <laughs> it's ever been in 4 billion hottest years. Hottest it's been since 4 billion years ago when the earth was just a bowl of molten lava. Homer is using... I love the image of Homer in his underwear here just oh. being hot. Homer in, Homer in his underwear just on the couch hanging out is just one of my favorites. Yeah. So good. He's using the frozen food to keep cool. As much as he can keep the peas. It's, what's what's that from? You can keep oh, you can keep the shoes. That's in the when Tom Kite. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you can keep the peas. Mars suggests that they you know maybe try an art class for Lisa or you know ballet or something else to try to encourage her. Something at a museum. Another yeah. Homer imagination. Uh, is it the foosball? Good Benfold song about this actually. Is it um, called 
because of the origami. I, mean, I reckon you've quoted four yeah. Ben Fold songs in the last month. I, yeah, I've been listening to it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> because the origami didn't work, we gave you dancing lessons. Um, because the dancing lessons made you sore, we bought uh, we bought you a guitar. Because you said it made your fingers hurt, we bought you drums. It's basically parents that are trying to find something to encourage a kid and they end up, he runs away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully, Elliot does not do that. Um, so, he imagines you're playing foosball against Michelangelo's David. Yeah. Then we get Marge uh, saying that they've got the $200 saved from the air conditioner. To me, that just, I don't know, just, the, it should have been a higher value. It doesn't feel like a lot of money, no. no. I feel like it need to be a bigger deal. But, yeah, I don't know. Scrimping and saving. The fact that they said we've been saving, it still is enough to make it feel like it's taken time to get there. Yeah, you can accept it. Yep. Homer just, he won't have it though. He wants, he wants an air conditioner. He needs it. Yeah. And here, the Snowball white, one. Yeah, the white snowball. Yeah. It actually makes sense why the black cat's called Snowball. Yeah. Then we get Balzac. Oh, Marge, get rid of your putty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Homer then steals Flanders' aircon. Uh, Homer? What, Flanders? Well, sir, I hate to be suspicious Aloysius on you, but did you steal my air conditioner? Well, I admit it looks bad, Flanders. But haven't you heard of Let he who is without sin cast the first stone? Got him, Dad! (sighs) Great reveal, but I also love that the music, and I love that Flanders was actually genuinely mad. Yeah. I also love that it's a heat wave, but Flanders is still wearing his smart green sweater. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Throws a rocket homer. Got him, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, is, it, it feels like the music from a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. A little doom, bit, doom, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> homer and Lisa are then at Moe's. Oh, no, sorry. Before that. Before that. We get back to present day. Mm-hmm. So, we're back to present day, and Marge is continuing the story. Grandpa interrupts again. Just not needed. Yep. Uh, we're back at school. Back in the flashback, and Bart has told he has no hope. It's just, yeah, it's just a bit Yeah, that even the beaut- like the ugly duckling metaphor will not apply to him. Yeah, it's just, you have no hope. It's just, yeah, not very nice at all. But this is where he befriends Millhouse, and we learn Millhouse's dairy allergy. And yep. it's just nice how, you know, instantly they're friends. It's just, it's, it was, it's amazing that we actually haven't seen this moment up to this point. Yeah, it's true. Them meeting for the first yeah. time, you know what I mean? It's cute that it's there. Yes, but what I like here is that seeing... Bart become Bart. Mm. And he became the Bart that we know by no fault of his own, really. It was the only way he could fit in. The only way he could sort yeah. of feel accepted because yeah. if he kept trying to be who he wanted to be, which was the, the good kid, he was always going to get put down and kids would have just laughed at him. Yeah. Here, kids are laughing with him. So why wouldn't he do it? And mm. we get the first ever Eat My Shorts. You listen to me, son. You've just started school and the path you choose now may be the one you follow for the rest of your life. Now, what do you say? Eat my shorts. All right, I'll eat. Eat your shorts. Yeah, eat my shorts. But man, but man. But man. Is it even a bad line? I don't know. See, in nineteen ninety-three or whenever this was written, maybe that was still sort of Possibly like you know, a bit edgy. I think. Yeah, a bit edgy. Yeah. I like the way it's delivered and I like the way he thinks about it. It feels like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, they build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids, their reaction to it, it feels legit, you know? It's like the first time you hear, I'm Batman. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. What's what's your favourite first time sort of catchphrase that you hear for the first time and it gives you goosebumps? No matter how many times you've watched it, it gives you goosebumps. An iconic catchphrase. It's hard to go past, I'm Iron Man. 
at the end. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty. And it's the music as well. The way he just so cocky and throws it off and then cut to credits. Yeah, the music. That, that'd be right up there. You're going uh, to need a bigger boat. We're going to need a bigger boat. Your. Does he say your? Yeah. It's the most commonly misquoted. One of the most commonly misquoted lines. Does Quinn say it, does he? No. Um, Hooper. Chief Brody. Oh, because it's not his boat. Yeah. It's, it's Quinn's yeah, boat. Yeah, it's of Quince course. Yep, You're yep, going to yep. need a bigger boat. Yep. What's another one that always gets... Oh, I'm your father gets misquoted yeah, all the time as well. Quite often. Would that be one for you? Like, is it, surely there's something... That's a pretty big... Use the force, Luke, or something like that. Um, may the force be with you, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It doesn't give me goosebumps, but it's pretty iconic. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyway, back to the episode. So, we get the Eat My Shorts. <laughs> He's the greatest showman since that kid who eats worms. Mate, 15 minutes <laughs> is over. <laughs> Homer and Lisa are then at Moe's. Um, he leaves, and they're going to buy the air conditioner. Well, now here, it's petty, but, you know, anyway. So, walk, they walk out of Moe's. They walk next door. It's the air conditioning place, right? Mm-hmm. They see it in the window. He imagines another imagination thing. Sees Paddy and someone melting outside the window. Yeah. Not, forget that. He looks across the road. Two things. Bad parenting. Let a child walk across the street by herself. True. Second of all, King Toots is actually next to Moe's. Next to Moe's in the future. Yeah. But not again... Not, re- even, not even in the future. Oh, oh mean, well, like in, sorry, as in from this episode. From well, actually, in the past, from this episode, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's one of those things. The geography of Springfield changes, yeah. frequently. I don't, I don't see why they, why wouldn't they have them cross the street, and then I have a, I don't know. It just seemed like a, an odd mistake to make. Yeah, but yeah. So he then asks for a sign because you know she's looking in the in the window. Yeah, literally gets one. Literally gets a sign. The perfect way to encourage a gift to child. Actual sign. <laughs> Uh, walks in Viamalin Tubamaba <laughs> What's the Obamabo Something uh, Obamabo Yeah Saxophone <laughs> It's almost like the origin of saxophone as well Yeah Because he does say saxophone it, yeah. in, in a later episode But it's, this a, is what he it's says a throwback the first time. to the fact that that's, he's always had it that Yeah way. I yeah. really really enjoyed it The yeah. fact that he doesn't just say saxophone wrong He says all the instruments wrong <laughs> But he, he lets her choose the um, the saxophone And he has to look out the window He sees the air conditioner And he says no nah, we'll just take it so, what do you like, Lisa? Viamalin, Tubamaba, Obomabo? That one. Ooh, saxophone. $200? Oh, I'll take it. It's a beautiful moment. It is a and really it's good moment. Beautiful animation on Lisa. She looks so cute playing the sax. She looks really happy, doesn't she? It's the first yeah. time in the episode you see her happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, no. Was she happy oh, in well, the office when she gets when she gets the question right? She's yeah, pretty proud so of herself. She, yeah, yeah. Way of the future. She's an excitable kid. But just, just she here. She looks. She's finally found her place with the sax. But she's also she feels like a kid here. Yeah. She's not. It's not because she's smart or anything. She's just playing a saxophone and enjoys it. It's like, yeah. oh, that was that was funny. That was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And he gets the inscription. Would you like an inscription, sir? Yeah. To Lisa, never forget your daddy loved. <laughs> and that inscription is still there today. And that, that's also another, not on the level of you are Lisa Simpson, but it is nice that it's almost like a, uh, don't forget you're here forever kind of deal, isn't it? In a positive sense. But yeah. 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 But I mean, the do it for her yeah. kind of aspect. Yeah. So he leaves the inscription and have dough at the end. Then they tell you the origin of the pacifier and whatnot. Marge mentions that, you know, because Lisa's sort of given up hope. Well, now I don't, I don't have my saxophone anymore. Yeah. Marge, Marge mentions says, that they've saved another couple hundred bucks for the in the air conditioner account. Which 
10 years from then or seven years from then shouldn't be that well, much actually, money. Well, actually, she just says we have some money. That's true. So, okay. yeah, yeah, doesn't put a figure on it. And Homer tries to fight it. A poo has a go at him and everything. Get yep. off my lawn. Make me. I, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> but Homer, at least what I liked here is that Lisa didn't try to force it on Homer. She says, it's okay. I'll, I'll just try and, you know, yep. try and fix this. And, it's, and Homer can see it's really not. Yeah. So it cuts to Homer sweating it out on the couch. Marge doesn't look so as hot, but Homer's just sweating it out. And Lisa has her new saxophone and with a new inscription and it still says dough. Dear Lisa, may your new saxophone bring you years of dough. Really, really And then nice. she plays the solo from Baker Street, which I love. It's the it's a, f- uh, a montage of all of her saxophone moments. Mm. It's really, really good ending, isn't it? It is. Uh, until it cuts back to Grandpa. Oh, yeah. Where's like, Maggie? It didn't, and, didn't need to have that. And it should have ended with the again. montage. Yeah, like, I get it. They were trying to end it on the cutesy joke and throw back to probably more sitcom-wise. But yeah, I, I would have much preferred to see that end on the montage than... I didn't need another laugh. I'd, I'd had my fill of the episode. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, this one should have ended... With a, oh, not yeah. a laugh. Yeah. But still, I can't fault it. Like, um, that's a minor thing. It's yeah, still, yeah, it's small, but I, uh, yeah. It's a it's a very, very well-written episode. Makes, makes sense considering Al Jean wrote it. Yeah. He, him and Mike Reese. They, it's, the it's best well writers of all. Swartzwald are probably the funniest. These guys are probably the best at writing wholesome stories. Yeah, I think so. With a bit of help Particularly from Particularly early Brooks. days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Well, I learned at least six more decimal places of pi. That's true, yeah. You memorized them and everything. Mm. I learned that apparently primary school was hard for homosexuals in the 90s. Certainly early days. Homosexual lactose intolerance must have been tough. You say that they didn't put it in a, in a negative tone now. I feel like they did. I don't think they did. You don't reckon? He's just saying that it's, it's a difficult adjustment period. I guess he's kind of just pointing out... Well, I can't say it was a fact. I wouldn't know. Yeah, but, yeah, no, but he's, he's just... Like I said, I, I feel like it's delivered in a matter-of-fact way. It's not in a... I'm grossed out by this, or this is a problem that needs to be dealt with. It's just a, well, this is the case. Jamil! Jamil is here! Mailbag time. What have you got for me this week, Mitch? Well, I've got nothing, Dando. You've got something for me, I would hope. We've had a role reversal. I don't have my laptop. Dando does. Why doesn't it work on your phone? We have to get that checked out. I don't know. It's um, it's annoying. The subfolders just don't load. Well, I'm just opening up the mailbag now. If you want to get your question asked or answered on the show, I should say it's mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Have they been coming through thick and thin, Mitch? Have they? Thick and fast, maybe. Thick and fast, sorry. Alistair Danik has sent us a message of gratitude. Would you like me to read it out to you? Please do. I love gratitude. <laughs> Dear Mitch and Dando, just wanted to send a message to tell you how much I love the podcast and how great it is. I always look forward to the new episodes coming out and must listen to each podcast at least twice, sometimes more. One star. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that. People re-listen to the show. Yeah. A lot of people say they do that. It's it's cool. I love it. It's, yeah. It's great to be able to listen to this kind of in-depth conversation about The Simpsons. Um, you know, it's hard to find many friends that still want to have these kind of conversations with, with this, about The Simpsons with mm-hmm. him. Uh, he says the Patreon group is a great way to be able to engage in these conversations. So. You guys want to talk about The Simpsons? For the 56th time, Alistair, no. <laughs> so I'm up. an accountant. I have a job. I am your boss. Go back to work. Keep up the amazing work. I'm mid-sex. So I base. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work. I'm looking forward to many years of quality content to come. Well, there you go, Mitch. We're locked in for many years to come. Alistair is expecting it. We can't let Alistair down. Okay. <laughs> well, if he's re-listening, he can re-listen for as long as he likes. Cal Collins has sent in and it says, Hey, first email to you after a year of listening. I have patiently waited to this day. You just wanted to say happy anniversary. Please, That's please, sweet. Please read this out on air. <laughs> With the secret war of Lisa Simpson in our rear view, the finale of the golden era has passed. Mitch thinks from here, four-finger discount can only go downhill. 
So in case I never you, said that. This must be what Did we've I? written. So in case you decide to give up on this thing, here are the definitive 25 greatest episodes of seasons 1 to 8. Therefore, the 25 greatest episodes of The Simpsons. Some obvious, some not. Each episode is here for a different reason. Using fan favoritism, writing, nostalgia, many internet-based list, IMDB ratings, your opinions, and my opinion. This is what I came to. This is what I came up with. Discuss. This is like a meta list. It's That's, a meta-analysis of the best of And list. seriously, thank you for everything. So, Cal from the UK, this is his top 25. Starting from 25. I'll do it quickly. 25, Grade School Confidential. 24, Homer versus the 18th Amendment. 23, Lisa's Date with Density. 22, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1. 21, Lisa's Wedding. Flaming Moe's. Itchy and Scratchy Land in Marge We Trust, Summer of Four Foot Two, Marge Be Not Proud, Lemon of Troy, A Millhouse Divided, The Spring, the Twisted World of Marge Simpson. We get to the top 12 now. Bart the Murderer, Treehouse of Horror 5, Homer the Heretic, number 9 is Homer's Enemy. I wouldn't put Homer's Enemy that high, would you? No. Number 8, we have Homie the Clown, great episode. Number 7, Bart Sells His Soul. Number 6, Rosebud. 5, Marge versus the Monorail. 4, Last Exit to Springfield. What do you think the top 3 are? Well, Cape Fear is going to be... top Number three is Cape Fear. Okay. Um, I should have paid more attention. <laughs> number two is 22 short films about Springfield. Okay. And number one is the obvious one. Everyone always puts it at the top of their list. It's at the top of your list. You only move twice. You only move twice. Thank you very much. So that is... Had a mental blank on what that was called for Ka- two seconds. So Cal Collins wants us to discuss that. I think it's a pretty solid list. There's a few in there that I wouldn't put in there, but... Anyway, it's a subjective thing. Like, I, it's, I don't, hard, it's hard to discuss and say you're right and you're wrong. It's just I, everyone's I different. Hard, yeah, like I have a hard time naming my own ten favorite movies without it changing from one day to another. So to say that that is or isn't the best twenty-five, interesting that part one of Who Shot Mr. Burns makes the cut, but part two doesn't. Was one thing that jumped out at me. Where I don't know. In some ways, part two has more gags. I really like the fu- uh, the fugitive ripoff, but the fugitive ripoff. When he jumps out of the truck. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. In the drive-thru. Yep. Part one's probably a little bit more satisfying as an overall story, I think. Yeah, part two, part one's better because you're looking for things. Yeah. And they had hit, it was fun, wasn't it? Mm. It was more of a, it was more of an event where part two was just like the wrap-up of the season. Kind of. of. One. Like, part one was like the caper, whereas part two was the last 10 minutes of a heist film where they show you how it was done. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what else was there that I, I don't know, Lisa's Date with Density. I wouldn't put that in the top 25. No, I wouldn't have that that highly. Good side story. With Home Where did Lisa Substitute come in? Didn't go in there at all. Well, there's your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Homer at the Bat wasn't in there either, which is a really funny one. Yeah, no, that definitely deserves to be... So, like, to me, they're two top 10 episodes. Okay. Anyway. I don't know if I put them in my top 10, but this is <laughs> what I mean. It changes from day to day. Let, let Cal know. I'm, I wonder if Cal's in the, in the Patreon group. Let us know what you think of Cal's top 25 Simpsons episodes. Let's have one more Dando before we get out of here. We've got a My Two Cents story from Timothy Wilson. You don't often get to read the My Two Cents story. Should I pull out the uh, the My Two Cents intro? I, I think we Those should. Those were the days. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm Kent Bruckman and that was My Two Cents. Alrighty. So, Timothy Wilson, he writes, Inspired by the recent My Two Cents story about the Santa Monica Pier. I don't even remember that story, do you? My Two Cents story, Santa Monica Pier. No. I was I'm rem- sure it was a doozy. Yes. I was reminded of all the ways Dad would try and sneak me into places, especially on the Gold Coast. Dreamworld used to have a $10 tomorrow ticket where you could buy a $10 ticket to come back another time. Okay. Pretty cool concept. He would walk into the exit-only gift shop just before they shut and buy tickets for the whole family. I was 17 when my dad successfully argued I was under 13 at Corumbin Wildlife Sanctuary. When, when does it come to the point where you have to just go, you clearly don't look like you're under 13 anymore? Like this, kid, this He said he was 17. That's pushing it. 
He's got he's got balls. This kid's dad. To say this he guy's was dad. thirteen, he must. Have, I don't know. Was he a slow growing kid? It depends. You put an oversized hat on him, and you don't cut his hair for a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> get him to walk on his knees and strap some shoes to them. Shot people gun. Uh, another one says here, my dad forgot our tickets to a final once at Marvel Stadium, which the old Eddie had. So he's updated the name for the story. Yeah, but, um, even though that's completely thrown off. My sense of timing as yeah. to when the story happened, but okay. And snuck us through the exit-only door at the TAB, of the TAB. I was six years old in a packed TAB. He copped it from the staff, but not for sneaking in, just for having a six-year-old in a TAB. Hey, man, daddy's got a pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run non-stop advertising about the odds without expecting me to take my kid down to the TAB. <laughs> Would you take your kid to the TAB? No, I wouldn't take myself to the TAB. It's I've a, been there, but it's a depressing room. We went to the Sphinx for dinner last Friday. Yeah, we right. We went to the bar area, and it's sort of one big room, so the bar area slash TAB. And you look over at the TAB, and you think, this is your life. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you, know, you know what it is? It actually felt like most. We're sitting there eating dinner. Yeah. And every time a guy would walk in, they'd go, hey, 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 you're here, you're here. Like, it was their Friday night thing to all hang yeah. out at this bar. And look, that can be fine. But it just doesn't look great from the outside. No. There's a lot of dank in the TAB. And but they were lovely people. I, they all come up and they wanted to talk to Elliot yeah, and stuff. I don't and... want to judge. Like, I've had a night on the punt and we, we've all done it. But then there are people that you see. It's more the ones that are alone and quiet on the TAB, which That's is the same the as pokies. Too. Like, people can go in and play a poker machine, throw 50 bucks in or whatever with mates, have drinks, have fun. It's the people that are there silently that look like they've been there for 16 hours and also look like they're losing a lot. And guard this machine is going to pay off soon for me. Yes. Kind of attitude. That's the... When you get that sense from a TAB, it's time to go home. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. But they're they're all lovely people. They all... I think they just enjoyed having a child around. Okay. They were just... They were all... There's a baby at the TAB. That's good luck. But they were like, can you get potato chips? And I'm like, no. Can't eat potato chips. We can't eat potato chips. One guy sort of like went to like pour beer towards him. I was like, no, 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 no. How's he like his steak? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it felt like Moe's. It just, it really did. It was, it was depressing to an extent, but also charming. It was weird. I don't okay. know. I, I, I didn't walk out unhappy. Let's you joined the pool way. club now? I have. You'll be back in for the free poker on Thursday. I, I entered the meat raffle. Ah. <laughs> it was good. How three, two, one, four of you? <laughs> Five, please. <laughs> But I hope you enjoyed our review of Lisa's Sacks, a fantastic flashback episode. Really, really enjoyed not just watching it, but reviewing it. It's been fun having you here, man. Thank you. It's been nice to be here again Yeah. on this um, couch that was really bad for my posture. Yeah, it's not good, is it? No. It's because I've had to be sleep. I've been sleeping in here recently because Elliot... Oh. Because Elliot... Oh, oh, dear. Try nibbling on her elbow. <laughs> Get you back into the bedroom. But I hope you enjoyed the review, guys. Next week, we're going to be reviewing, I believe it's Treehouse of Horror, the one with Homer, the Omega Man. Let me just double check that because I don't want to quote it and then get it wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Treehouse of Horror 7, is it? Treehouse of Horror 8. Treehouse of Horror 8, yeah. Yes, of it's course. got the Homega Man, Fly vs. Fly, and Easy Bake I Coven. I love Fly vs. Fly. Is it Coven or Coven? Coven. Coven, yeah. Uh, easy Bake Coven. It's always a hit and miss for yeah, me. Yeah, that one's not as as strong. But uh, Homega Man and Fly vs. Fly are two very, very good ones. Yep. And... For any listeners, between now and then, if you've never seen it, highly recommend checking out David Cronenberg's The Fly in Preparation. With uh, Jeff Goblin. Jeff Goblin, yeah. Brundlefly. Is that, the f- is that the first time we got Shirtless Malcolm? We call it Shirtless mm. Malcolm because of Ian Malcolm, but... It's the first one that I know of. It's not to say that he it was... He was a sexy beast in that movie. He was. Like, yeah. Goblin in the 80s was just 
pure masculinity. <laughs> I know, right? Stringy and wiry. But, but he wasn't he wasn't built. No, he wasn't beefcake. He was just he was like, he was like Mick, Mick Jagger, just a bit beefier. Yeah, a little bit like Mick Jagger. But just beefier. Yeah. Mick Jagger if you worked out. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Final my words. Final my words. Shh.